Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Graham Norton Radio Show. How exciting is this? With Waitrose. Over on Virgin Radio. Up and Adam, come on, things to do. Don't cheer, you'll just embarrass yourselves. We're not bored of it yet, so it's lovely. There's no stopping them, no stopping them. The Graham Norton Radio Show. Oh, there's nothing nicer, is there? Nothing nicer. With Waitrose, food to feel good about. I mean, what's not to like? Saturday and Sunday from 9.30. Over on Virgin Radio. Welcome to the show. Vassas is here. Aloha. And Sinead's here. Hello. Uh, dinosaurs here very much uh, soon. So tell us about Ben Garrod, please, Sinead. Oh, bet yes, I can indeed. Uh, so he, as you say, he <laughs> yes. is the, I like that, the go-to-saurus, but also go-to-saurus, the go-to man for dinosaurs. It works in two ways. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah, so he's a professor. He um, is coming on to talk about his tour, which uh, stage show Ultimate Dinosaurs. 21 dates he's doing it's supposed to be the most up-to-date dinosaur show in 66 million years i don't say supposed to be well that's what he's to say it is it yeah. is it is i mean i guess it probably I mean, it's supposed is. to be it might not be you know, i've got that as you part can, of the you intro. can chance chance yeah. a ticket supposed should we just say supposed yeah no yeah. no um you might have heard him on various um programs talking about uh his love of dinosaurs everything he knows about it and he's going to be here after half past nine yeah, no so supposedosaurus on here please no supposedosaurus. Okay. yeah i've got it i've got it that line because it's a good line and Go i nicked then. it for the intro uh-huh. yeah but i haven't said it's supposed to be the most up-to-date data. So the most up-to-date dinosaur show Do you show have the in intro 60- ready to go? I have the intro ready to go. Here we are. Okay, Fast so... Fast forward um, a couple of hours and this is what you're going to hear. Now, this is Ben Garrard's intro and it will go something like... Yes! Our next guest is a biologist and broadcaster beginning the most up-to-date dinosaur show in 66 million years. Ultimate Dinosaurs continues in Andover on Saturday and it's Dynomite. So let's say Tricera top of the morning to the brilliant Ben Garrard. That's good. That's Very a good, good one. And now yeah. we have that on tape, well, digital. Uh, digitally, sort mm. of on tape, so you'd have to. Do that I can go home. You can leave it now. Okay, thanks. Can you leave now. If you want. I'll do the. I'll do the. Uh, I'll do uh, the gobsmackers, and then I'll go. That's the, put that on tape as well. <laughs> uh, that's a lot of teeth. Two and a half billion T Rex walk the earth. Researchers find one Tyrannosaurus Rex seems scary enough. Now picture two and a half billion of them. That's how many of the fierce dinosaur king probably roamed Earth over the course of a couple of million years. A new study has found. Another question for Ben. Here we go. Yeah. This is all stacking up very nicely. And of course, the Tyrannosaurus Rex short short for the Tyrannosaurus is TRX and that's why a lot of car companies or bike companies call their cars and bikes TRXs because they are the best because they are the Tyrannosaurus Rex of the of the car world and nobody knows that but that's why they're called there was um TC TCR TCRX wasn't there do you remember that that was the rival to scale x total control racing X. no I don't remember, no, that. remember that. that because they could change lanes oh come on why didn't that catch on without the crossover well, I don't know why they didn't catch on. Um, I, they were cheaper, they were smaller, they seemed more exciting, but they came and they went. 
It's funny, isn't it? Like yeah. the, the, the Betamax versus VHS. Everyone who had Betamax said, Betamax is better, everyone. Betamax is better. Get Betamax. But that nobody ever did. So VHS just sort of won the day. Well, that's not true. So in America, Betamax won the day. And in the in Europe, um, VHS won the day. I didn't know that. And in the middle was little Philips Video 2000. Do you remember those guys? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Do you not remember the video? So you had the VHS, which was quite big, um, sort of more rectangular shape. Mm-hmm. And you had the Betamax, which was more squat, still rectangular, but more square than the VHS. And then you had the Mahusiv Philips 2000. And nobody bought those. Oh, I know you had the Laserdisc. I still own some Laserdiscs. They are the heaviest thing on the planet. They're so heavy. It's ridiculous. They're like massive CDs. Good name. Great name. Cinches of the weekend. We have a couple of actual cinches. A couple more. We've had one already, actually. Uh, Super Ali. She has bagged a brand new used car from cinch.co.uk over the weekend very nice ali expecting delivery soon of her mini convertible baby here we go beautiful order confirmation order number c16rv2rely-jl75 your mini convertible we will be delivered on the 28th of september 2023 10 a.m uh, till 12 p.m so that little two hour window actual cinches get three beeps hip hip a beep hip hip a beep hip hip a beep and one for look Hip, hip, a beat. What about you, Vass? I have an actual cinch of the weekend. Mm-hmm. My friend Rich bought a little Fiat 500. It Now, look, it, I've got a photo of it here because it arrived on Saturday morning. He didn't tell his family until he got the text from the person at Cinch delivering the car nice. saying, I'll be, I'll be with you in, in half an hour. Very nice. <laughs> Did he get in trouble? No, 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 because they needed a car. <laughs> okay, his, uh, his old Hocus Pocus Ford Focus. So he didn't tell them out of, because he wanted it to be a surprise, a surprise. not out of fear. Yeah. That's so what you're suggesting. <laughs> Yeah. Was he allowed to Let's spend just that money? Tell it like it is here. <laughs> um, so this is this is the car here. It's a gorgeous little colour, isn't it? Let's have a look. There you go. That's a little stunner. Yeah, it's an I absolute approve. stunner. You, you don't gonna... see many signal red Fiat 500s. Well, you see, you call it signal red. He calls it. Um, what does he call it? He calls it coral. He calls right? it surprise yeah. red. Everyone else calls it pink. <laughs> but well, it's not well, pink. It's, it's, it's a, red. Pinky. There's, there's a slight orange tone in it, isn't there? I, I love you it. You could call I, it blaze. Mm. You could call it McLaren orange if you wanted to. Um, anyway, it's one of those cars that you just look at and you think, that's going to make me smile. And did it, let's, what was the reaction response from the gathered clan? Daughters loved it. Yes. Ooh, um, interesting. Wife Chrissy loved it after a bit. Because the, <laughs> the first I what the first I the first I knew of out it. the price. No, the first I knew of it. After a bit of a trip to Tiffany's, I came back. I came back. <laughs> I came back to um, from getting the papers, and um, Chrissy was on Facetime with my daughter Mary, and she goes, "Is that Vassos? I'm going to kill you, Vassos." And I went, "What?" She goes, "Yeah." Rich just bought a car without telling me. And what I'd been trying to do all of last week was yes. try to persuade Rich to not get a Fiat 500, but to get a classic Bentley for about the same price. And I thought, he hasn't actually done it, has he? <laughs> and, then, and then it turns out that he bought the car that she wanted him to buy um, for a price that she, he was really, and they were all really delighted with. It looks absolutely Well, mint. the thing is, we know, don't we, because we work with Central all the time, yeah. that uh, they can still return that car now within 12 days because you get a 14-day... Mm. Money yes. back guarantee. So if it's causing too much turbulence in the household, too much of a brouhaha or a kerfuffle or a, a, mm. a, 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 the opposite of a kitten caboodle, I don't know what it is, mm. uh, some more chaos than Cosmos, they can return it. Because you can return any car you buy on Cinch.co.uk within 14 days, no questions asked apart from where you'd like to send the money. Yes, yes, that's a, that's a thing that we know and I think our listeners know and definitely Cinch customers know, but they won't be returning the car because they're absolutely thrilled. I think, <laughs> I think what it was, it was Chrissy was just a little bit discombobulated by not knowing the hip, car hip, was turning. Hip, hip, a beep. Yeah. Hip, hip, a beep. Hip, hip, a beep. And one for look. 
cinch.co.uk, baby. Right, Genevieve from Hersham. Hi, Chris. My cinch of the weekend was getting to spend some time, quality time, away with NCT girlfriends. A much-needed windy weekend. By the scene, switching, drinking, eating, and most importantly, laughing from Genevieve in Hersham. Janet in Salford. I walked 25k to promote the importance of organ donation. I live life in gratitude to amazing three amazing organ donors and their families. What a wonderful thing. Thank you, Janet. Since it's the weekend, if you nailed it, this is the weekend debrief to inspire others listening to the show to just confirm that we are all part of the same get out there and go for it tribe. Pete in Reading, it's my 50th birthday today, so I spent the weekend in Wales climbing Penifan, then zip wiring as the whole of Wales celebrated knocking Australia out of the Rugby World Cup. Yep, and record win against Australia. So... This is amazing. Australia needed to beat Wales. Eddie Jones, the former England coach, now back as Australia coach. He said, I've got I've got no doubt we're going to beat the Welsh. And it turns out um, he was wrong. Wales 40, <laughs> Wales 40, Australia 6. Australia, how they've come? still got another match to play, but mm. basically they are going home for how, the first time ever. How come they? it was such a drubbing when they were so confident? To, they were confident of beating Wales, let alone Wales giving them a right seeing to. Everyone said, you've left the best players in Australia, Eddie Jones. And Eddie was saying, no, I haven't. I'm the coach. I know who are the best players and they're here. And this is the, you know, this is our best team. And we're going to beat Wales and we're going to beat Fiji. But they did neither of those things. They Could lost. Could this be the end for him? Because he's ex-England coach. Could he be ex-England and Australia? Come he's like, got, yeah, he's day? not got a very good um, re- winning record in his last few matches as Australia. I think it's something like one, four of the last 15. Mm. Um, Your uh, impression of him? Yeah. Um, is he an Aussie or is he a Kiwi? I can never remember. He's an Aussie. Hey, and uh, where else is he from? He has something else in his lineage. He has Japanese heritage, mm. doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, well done. Congratulations. You yeah, made I, the right I didn't know whether to go for it or not. Well, think... Are we allowed to do impressions still? I think I, we are. I, I wasn't suggesting that. I was just saying, that you, did you pick the right one? That's all. I think I did. Like, we'd love yeah. to do impressions. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Well, we're talking about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're just looking up um, the origins of the word gossip because... Sinead has a fact and then she has something that may be a fact, but actually still we have to officially categorise it as gossip. So first of all, the fact, the Miley Cyrus fact, we just played Miley Cyrus, her new single. We all love the new single. Yes. Well, she has three photographs came out of the weekend Mm. of her fashion show. She now has dark hair and she hasn't had dark hair since the early Hannah Montana days. Okay, now that's not gossip, that's a fact. That's a fact, but it's if you're a fan of Miley Cyrus, it's kind of a big fact. It might not seem it, but it, it is a big so fact. So it's the opposite of goss, it's just a massive fact. It's just a massive fact. What do you think fact. it means? Uh, well, she is someone who likes to go through different eras. Yes. Okay, you know, different looks. She's always changing her look, but she's always had a kind of a lighter haircut. So maybe this is going into, I don't know, maybe a more serious era, or maybe it's just fashion. It's a big deal, though. It is a big deal, Because it's been yeah. a while. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it might have been for her, I would imagine, either a, a huge decision or just she didn't even, you know, I'm just just fancy a change. Well, and she... we, you could read too much into it. You could read yes. too little into it. Then that would begin the gossip lane again. Well, exactly. But she always, uh, she always has certain styles and she's evolved her style with age and with the albums and, you know, how she's feeling yeah. with the breakup and all that kind of stuff. So for me, I think it probably is something fairly significant I said, right, and I, Then I off the air, I said, give me something more like that. And then you couldn't help yourself, but you just went straight into gossip. <laughs> Which is what? Yeah. Um, well, Taylor Swift has been spotted with her, well, potentially her boy, her new boyfriend. Okay? <laughs> yeah, well, okay. It's not confirmed, but she has been seen at um, his his match. Uh, it's American football. Right. He's called Travis Kels. 
or Kelsey. I'm not a big okay. he, but anyway, he plays for um, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's been murmurings for quite a while. Murmurings, gossip. He's spoken about he wanted to meet her at her concert right. and he wanted to give her a bracelet. He has actually said that. That's fact. Right. And so then people were like, oh, Ooh. is something going on? Anyway, she was sat next to his mum at this football match over the weekend. She was? She was. She was cheering. She was spotted getting very animated when he had a touchdown. Did Mama and Tay-Tay have any interaction? Oh, they were laughing, joking oh, together. See. And then Oh, and then, she... here's the thing. This is why it might be true. Go on. They, uh, fingers out. The fingers fi- out. They were filmed... <laughs> Walking, I guess, like out of like the the sort of, it, out of the stadium, but it was still indoors, so out of some area of the arena, mm. walking together out of past, the gossip area into the fact area. Well, uh, so past all the photographers, people filming, all that kind of stuff. Now we know that Taylor. <laughs> she's, okay, she's on now. Okay, how long have Top we got? Gear, here we go. Now we know that Taylor doesn't do anything uh, without reason. Okay. And do we know that? We do. How do we know that? Yes. We know that as fact. Like, everything is so uh, meticulously planned okay. for that lady. This seems to be how she operates. It is, yeah. And she does it, like, with her music and all this kind of stuff. So, um, she, obviously, she's not confirmed whether something's going on, but she's allowing the public to see her with his mother, mm. with him. And so she either wants the rumour mill to be, you know, going, which I find strange because she doesn't need any... Well, hang on, you don't her. know that. You find it strange, but you don't know that that's the case. Well, she's do- she's being seen with him when okay. she knows everyone's talking about right. it. That is doing something, right? Okay. Otherwise, you'd keep it very, very secret. Right. You wouldn't go to the game or you'd be yeah. hiding, right? Yeah. You see? Okay, anything else? Um, <laughs> I have a question. Can I have a question which sort of relates to both things? Because yeah. when Taylor Swift splits up with someone famously, she, she writes a song about it. Yeah. And you always? Make, you always? Make... Is that always, by the way? Or is that, is that yeah, a fact? She pre- yeah, pretty much a fact. Pretty yeah. much, pretty mm-hmm. much a fact or a fact? A fact. I think it's a fact. Let's yeah. go with fact. <laughs> okay, um, fact. And you mentioned Miley Cyrus has gone brunette, which yes. may have been to do with the breakup. Is Flowers a song about a breakup that everyone knows about apart from me? It's, it's uh, well, um, I don't know if she has specifically said it is, but if you read between the lines of the lyrics, they do seem to be about her. Uh, but it's all interpretation. It's interpretation, but that's kind of the beauty of pop music, isn't it? Yeah. We like, you know, don't say exactly what it is. Let fans yeah. you know, interpret that's what it. Is. Yeah. So one other f- actual fact, actual Michelle fact. Dockery from uh, Downton Abbey. Yep. She got married at the weekend. That's a fact. To Phoebe Waller-Bridge's brother. That's a total fact. That's a fact. I read that too. Yes, there you go. Um, good. Well, thank you for that. You're the welcome. origin of the word gossip is interesting because it actually means, well, no, it comes from godsib or godparent. It was a term given to a woman's close female friend after the birth of her child, a word reflecting the powerful bond between them. But somewhere along the way, it gained a bad connotation. Somewhere along the way, which is quite gossipy in itself, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Somewhere along the way. Somewhere along the way. Interestingly enough, I am yeah. godparent to six children, so it works quite well. You're godsib to, <laughs> to all those kids. Interestingly, the English word gospel comes uh, from a similar root as the English word gossip, which means sharing a good story about a sib as in a sibling or relative. Obviously, we would say that gossiping about our relatives, friends or acquaintances is wrong. Interesting. Very, very interesting. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Our next guest is a biologist and broadcaster beginning the most up-to-date dinosaur show in 66 million years. Ultimate Dinosaurs continues in Andover on Saturday, and it's Dynomite. So let's say try Sarah top of the morning to the brilliant Ben Garrett. Morning, Ben. Morning, everyone. So you were talking about bones there. If you know about... Oh, this is off the air. So if you if you know about dinosaurs, do you have to know about bones? They sort of go hand in hand, don't they? They kind of, yeah, hand in hand a little bit. It helps to know. It does help to know all the different things that you can, whether it's genetics, whether it's behaviour, whether it's the bones, that whole mix of things makes makes understanding it a little bit easier. Can you just pop your microphone up to you? That's it, the bit, that's half on, not yours. Just get the arm there, that's it. Yep. If that was a bone, that bit, with our microphone... Now, what would it be? It would be the articulation between the radius and the ulna and the humerus, I guess. See, I, I knew you know stuff. You also <laughs> ran the Dragon's Back Ultra at the weekend. You had to run the Dragon's Back Ultra. Of course I did. Dragon's Back, <laughs> dinosaurs, it's all mixed, isn't it? We went from North to South Wales over six days. It was incredible. I know some runners in here amongst you. Yeah. It was just the most fantastic week with the, the most spectacular scenery. It How really great was. is this guy? I know. He's just great, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. He's just, you are the man, man. Um, let's get this, let's get the elephant in in the room out of the way the elementosaurus which dinosaur would the elephant have come from by the way just oh it's a difficult one come on the, give well, mammals guess. the mammals didn't really come they're like the weird cousins of the dinosaurs oh. it's it's all a bit convoluted no. it's yeah they look a bit dinosaur-y they do a little bit that's ah oh, that's because of something called convergent evolution where you've got the same sort of habitats different sorts of animals and they converge in the same spot because there's only so many ways to fix a problem woolly mammoth though has to have something to do with the elephant yeah, woolly mammoths and elephants and that whole group are very, very closely related. OK. Um, the meteorites that wiped the dinosaurs out, they, they, they hit the Earth. There was this nuclear winter, lasted 10 years, and everything died in this... Not everything, but two-thirds of the world species died in this sort of this ice age. Is that right? Pretty much. You're, you're, you're pretty much there, really. Um, where, where did they land? It came from over Scandinavia. One? Just one, one big one. Wow. It was 11 kilometres across. You're talking the size of Greater London, straight over Scandinavia over the UK, over the Atlantic and hit just north of where Mexico is now in a place called Chicxulub. Um, I went there a few years ago and we drilled into it with an amazing team of academics. The crater goes 20 miles deep and 120 miles across. And all of the stuff that was in the crater was thrown up into the atmosphere and it created what we call a peak ring, which was a huge, a huge but temporary uh, mountain chain, twice the height of Everest, that just rose up. Temporary mountain chain? And then fell down again. No. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, if you, if you chuck a stone into a pond, yeah. you get a big ripple, you get a splash. Yeah. Now imagine. That's liquid, though. Well, now imagine chucking something that was travelling 72,000 kilometres an hour, mm. that's 11 kilometres across, it's scaling up that puddle on that stone. All right, so that was travelling at 72,000 kilometres an hour. I know that we wake up on our spaceship every morning travelling at 67,000 miles an hour. Were we heading towards it or. You know, because if you have a head-on collision, that's much more serious than if you have a sort of a rear shunt. What what was the trajectory of both these these things? The angle was really unusual. Most um, asteroids come at quite a broad angle, whereas this one came almost straight down. So it created a so mass. Again, it's like skimming a stone. You make a little bit of a ripple. You chuck a stone straight in. It makes a massive, massive ripple there and, and splash. It did that. So and it what's landed... this myth about the Great Lakes then? 
Uh, well, we have had so many asteroids in the past. The whole, it, the whole of our planet is pocked with asteroid marks in Canada, right across Europe, um, right across South America. So there are different examples of this, but nothing as big as the one at Chicxulub. That was 66 million years ago. Devastating. Right. So if, if people say the Great Lakes are meteorite strikes, and, but then they do, because they, then they sort of, uh, they get a bit of confidence, don't they? Especially have a glass of wine and go, oh yeah, the, the, ones, the ones that wiped out the dinosaurs. A, plural, it's not going to happen. It was one. B, wrong one. Wrong one. Absolutely. Those ones were much older. We do know there were asteroid strikes up there. We do know there's a whole bunch of craters up there. We do know that that was well before the dinosaurs were extinct. They were quite happily. It was just a bad day for them. Whereas the one 66 million years ago ended up. If we want to go to South America where you went to see, what do we get to see not having the credentials and all the right passes and things that you had? If you've been, most people who've been to Mexico... A lot of them will say they've been to the cenotes, these wonderful limestone chasms and caverns underground where you can go swimming and the limestone has been shocked. That was the shock reaction from that initial peak um, ring. So even though it's thousands of kilometres away, you still saw the shock uh, impact of that. You won't see anything at the site because it's under the sea. So I literally went out to sea on a specialised rig and we drilled a kilometre half um, into the seabed. So you won't see anything. But In your days with dinosaurs, right, yeah. You know, even from like as a little kid and you dreamt about them where does that rank as a day what was it like for you was it like christmas did you were you excited the night before did you sleep and give us two other experiences that might be up there with that as far as you're concerned for me it was incredible to see that drill that core sample coming out and see it looked like a mr whippy in the rock you could see the devastation but there was a tiny thin only about two or three mil wide little green layer that's iridium that's from space that was all my christmases in one that was that was up there I'm going to name drop massively, I'm really sorry. Digging up the world's largest dinosaur with Sir David Attenborough in Argentina was pretty cool, I'm <laughs> did, not going to lie. Did he do any digging? Just out of it. Or does he have people to dig for No, him? he's on his hands and knees, hands he's got his little fair. yellow jacket on, he's fair. absolutely scrabbling around and he is, he is so knowledgeable. He was, he was in amongst the dirt with the rest of us, he, he right. loved it, he absolutely loved it. That was right up there. Um, third dinosaur experience. Actually, talking on a programme I did a few years ago, I went to see a bunch of vultures to do comparisons and they were tame baby vultures. They weren't, they were absolutely <laughs> monsters and they were just and it's not like being pecked by a pigeon they, these things are about three foot tall with beaks that could rip your fingers off so is a vulture an actual bird or is it a collective for a species of bird a whole group of birds like we talk about owls right. a group of there birds the vultures are quite yeah, a wide vultures. yeah 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 favorite vulture lamagaya yeah, mine too. <laughs> uh, right, so we are talking to Professor Ben Garrard about his 21-day UK tour, Ultimate Dinosaurs, continuing this Saturday on the 30th of September in Andover. Go to bengarrard.co.uk slash tour for one of the best tickets, family tickets, you will ever be fortunate enough to have the chance to buy. And I'm just saying, I'm saying that because Ben's shows are ridiculous you know like take that i think take that are about to announce a residency in las vegas adele's done one i think celine dion did the first ones tom jones is announcing one as well rod stewart's done one you know i don't know why you don't have a residency in las vegas they would love you there i'm waiting i am waiting no but seriously getting no don't get a new age it's not very you should probably get pretty decent age. you've got a decent age but seriously who doesn't want to go to this residency forever <laughs> and if you were if you had a home for your show it would be even better than it is already and let's face it you've never had a bad review not that i've read anyway no i haven't you're right and the nice thing is dinosaurs never get old 
well, literally they do, you know what I mean? The love of dinosaurs never gets old. There's always a new bunch of kids who absolutely love dinosaurs, and that's the new thing. And the cool thing is, as much as these kids think they know almost everything there is to know about them, there's new species being described, there's new discoveries coming in thick and fast, and it's something that really challenges the kids, but also really allows them to play with their imagination. And also, it's a great subject to share with mums and dads, because it's not just a question of the fact that if we put dinosaurs on the table, our kids will talk to us. I am as fascinated as the kids are. We're all fascinated by the dinosaurs. Why is that? I think there's a couple of things here. I think for kids especially, we can play with our fears. We know that these things were really, really scary. You're talking T-Rex that was 16, 17 tonnes maybe, a little bit less, um, huge teeth, but it's never going to be wandering down the high street. It's gone, so you can play with that fear. But also it's an area where most of us adults don't really care about dinosaurs anymore, but kids can take ownership over that. I care about I know, well, I don't think we're normal in this room, to be fair, but I think right. the average person, you kind of get bogged down with bills and life and all this sort of stuff, whereas kids can have bills real agency. Well, that's, yeah, not, not a great one. <laughs> oh, thanks. But kids, kids love it. Kids, it's, kids take ownership over that knowledge, and that's really important for them, I think. Do we have trees because the trees were the dinosaurs' broccoli? Is that why we have trees? Yeah, I mean, pretty much, yeah. It's, it's, there are were certain they dinosaur trees. food? Yeah, so there are certain trees that really were dinosaur food. So things like monkey puzzle trees. Right. The reason they're so tall, they're so weird, they're so spiky and spiny is because in Argentina and Chile and a few other places, they were the main food for these huge, long-necked dinosaurs. Things like Patagotitan, Argentinosaurus. So we've got that, what we call co-evolution between plants and, and animals that are now extinct, but we still see those plants that have evolved to get out of the way of the dinosaurs or to not be their food. So we're exactly where we're meant to be. You know, um, don't worry what happens. Um, you know, care about what happens, but don't worry that it's happened. That's just wasted energy and excuse, a future excuse not to, or a present excuse not to do something about anything in the future. We're, we're, therefore, ergo, the dinosaurs were always meant to exist and be wiped out. What has wiping them out given us as opposed to them existing or in tandem with them existing in the first place? What is the whole story of the birth and the extinction, not of all, but of a lot of the dinosaurs? What is that What is that in the universe's story? What chapter is that? Why does it exist? Where does it come? Nature's never static. And this idea that we're going to last forever is a lovely idea, but we won't. So on average, and it's, it's very variable, each species has about 10 million years. You get your chance. That's good luck, go. You might be a bit longer, a bit shorter. On average, they survive for about 10 million years. And things come, things go. Us, we've been around for about 315,000 years. So we are completely the new kids on the block. But by things going extinct, allows new things to come in. So if you go to a party and there's only four of you in the room all night long, it's going to get really boring really quickly. Some of you will leave, some more people come in, and it makes things more interesting. It allows new opportunities for new conversations. Nature's just like that. So when the dinosaurs left, it created a huge vacuum in the environment. And nature hates a vacuum. So suddenly you've got these animals that can come in as, as predators, as herbivores, as intelligent things, as social things. Because there was so much competition there before, anything that started to evolve that was pushing itself or pushing the boundaries would have been squashed, eaten and competed by huge Tyrannosaurus or massive Triceratops. The moment they're not there anymore, it's a blank slate. But you look at patterns um, of species, don't you, from way back when. What, was, what predated the dinosaurs? Oh, it depends how far back you want to go. If you want to go back 440 million years, we've got things like um, Anomalocarus, one of the biggest animals on the planet. It's a really angry-looking shrimp. Wow. Um, we then go to things like Donclosteus. These Can I just say, on the, on the, in defence of the shrimps, yeah, yeah. it's very difficult for them not to look angry, even if they were actually happy. True, true. Just this saying. thing was nearly a metre long. No, it I had know. claws. It was, I mean, it was the, one of the biggest things on the planet. So maybe we, the most misunderstood thing. Quite we're, possibly, yeah. yeah. Maybe you're Sorry right. Maybe we need a society for appreciating prawns. Yeah. <laughs> 
Prawn Appreciation Society. Um, we've go through, and you said earlier that chapters, it is like chapters in a book. Yeah. And we go through these different chapters where at one point fish dominated our planet and then we had the dinosaurs dominating our planet. I would say now mammals are doing really well. And fish really did crawl out of the sea and evolve into things with legs. Yep, if you go back to Canada about... Th- just under 300 million years ago, there was an animal that was about a metre and a half long called Tiktaalik, um, which looked like a big salamandry thing, but it was a fish. It was a fish with specialised limbs that could walk on land. We saw that in, or we can see that, in an evolutionary step-by-step process. Not every piece is there, but it's like having a jigsaw set of a million pieces, and we've got a couple of hundred thousand pieces. And this is just our planet, you know, and there are trillions of planets, well, there are billions of planets in trillions of universes, or galaxies. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's I, it's too it's too much and it's not enough in a way. Do you know what I mean? I love this. I could drown in this quite happily. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I said this morning, I just remembered to look up this morning on the way f- from the from the front door to the car, and I just stopped me on my track. I actually went dizzy. I went dizzy, and I I couldn't really see the car door I, when I re- refocused. And I don't know why I went dizzy. It was very early in the morning. Maybe it's blood coming from the head. It should be going to the head, or maybe it's just the wonder of the morning. I was going like this. It, thank you. Thank you, everything, for everything. It's wonderful, isn't it? It really is. And we've got everything from... There was a NASA recovery of, of, of extraterrestrial material uh, this week, or space material this week, right through to looking at microbes in our deep oceans. You haven't got to go far to see, just as you say, how amazing our planet, our universe is. But our cells look like... If you, look, if you, if you take a picture of one of our cells and blow it up, and then you take a picture of outer space with the, the, the greatest telescope we've, we've made thus far, they look so similar. You know, our, our system looks like the solar system, doesn't it? Our inner system. We're sort of, we are a direct, not even a reflection, we're a representation or an extension of it, or is it of us? I guess if you want to be really, really existential here, maybe sort of Brian Cox territory, we're all just stardust. We, we were created by... By the universe. Well, so it's, it's, it's a weird, but there's only, as I said before, there's only so many ways to do the same thing. So whether you're talking on a microscopic scale, looking at your cells or the formation of the universe, it's kind of the same. The micro is the micro, the micro is the micro. And one cannot exist without the other. Absolutely. It's absolutely impossible. All right. So you talk about as 315,000 years we've been around for, but that's, that's humans. Before we are, we are in ourselves a, an evolution of primates and things like that so so what about our gang when did our gang start not 315,000 years ago no, so the first split from uh, a chimpanzee like ancestor was about six and a half to seven million years ago right. um, so we're on to, we're coming up for time in the, if you look at it through that lens. Yeah, as a group we are. We're doing pretty well. We've done well until... But even within that group, we've had things like Salanthropus, the first human-like, ape-like thing that was bipedal or upright on two legs. And then we carried on going, 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 What got to things like Oslopithecines, which were about three million years ago, started using tools, but would have looked much more chimp-like than us. And then we get to our group, our family, um, almost, almost like a scientific surname, the Homo group. So we are Homo sapiens. There was Homo neanderthalensis, the Neanderthals, there was even Homo naledi, these uh, small uh, South African versions, and Floresiensis, these tiny hobbit-like people who lived in uh, Indonesia 100,000 years Mid-earth. ago. Completely, completely. <laughs> That's where it comes from, isn't it? But you're right, we've all had this wonderful evolutionary tree, even within the last chapter of our story, and it's so Why cool. have we downgraded dinosaurs that still exist today to bird status? Why have we done that? Is it because we'd be too excited still, and, and various governments around the world need to to keep us suppressed so we behave. 
that's exactly it. The governments are suppressing the fact that, no. Um, we used to say that, but when we actually, it's changing again. This is why I think kids love science so much. I never think science is static. So we used to say birds are sort of like the descendants of dinosaurs. They're sort of like related to them. And then the more we looked into it, the more we looked at the taxonomy, the classification, we realised they are just dinosaurs. So that robin in your in your garden or the pigeon in the park is scientifically as much of a dinosaur, to me at least. Why do you have to qualify? It's Asterix. a dinosaur. Yeah. Let's not qualify. They're it. dinosaurs. It's a Robinsaurus. Yeah, yeah. It's a Threshosaurus. That's it. Well, that's... yeah. Yeah. And what about other species that are dinosaurs still? There are 10,000 or so species of birds alive today. So technically, Amazing. the dinosaurs didn't fully go extinct 66 million years ago. Oh, well, how come some survived and some didn't? That's a big question we don't really know the answer to yet. So we think there were some places on the Earth that acted as oases where the devastating impacts of the asteroid didn't quite have the same effect. Um, also, some groups of animals, like mammals, for example, may have been able to hibernate or bury themselves or survive off seeds and nuts that survived the, that nuclear winter you mentioned. Yeah. So it's a, it's a numbers game and a chance game. Do you think some of them, because we know that, you know, when there are various natural disasters, we know that various species are aware of them happening before we are aware of them happening. Whether before they happen at all is a different thing, I suppose. Do you think any any species could have sensed where the, the meteorite was going to hit or was it, is it too sudden, too far away, too quick for that to happen? There wouldn't. We, it's hard to say for sure, but typically with things like that, you don't get warnings like you do with a, an earthquake or a tsunami. Yeah, you yeah. don't get it's rumblings before. It would have been so quick. Out yeah, yeah. You might have seen a little red dot in the sky. Where are you going to run to? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what's new on the tour? Because I want to get people to the tour. For me, there doesn't have to be anything new on the tour because it's because it's amazing. Um, 21 day UK tour Ultimate Dinosaurs continuing this Saturday, the 30th of September in Andover. BenGarrett.co.uk slash tour. Amazing reviews. Off you go. The newest stuff is some of the favourite dinosaurs. Things like, okay, fine, T-Rex. Let's think about T-Rex really, really quickly. I want everyone at home to imagine a T-Rex, big green scaly thing, head high, tail low, dragging along the floor, yeah. roaring. None of that is true. Oh! <laughs> This is how to get people not to come to your show. <laughs> no, because the real T-Rex was much more interesting. You oh. will have to come and see what it looked like. But the position was different. The the skin, the textures were different. What it was covered with was different. And ultimately, what it sounded like, very, very different. All right. You're not allowed to answer this question with a bird, all right? Fine. Because it's too good a question, even though that's a good answer. Charlie Leeds says, I have a diner question for Professor Ben. If you could keep any dinosaur as a pet, which would you go for and which would be the best to keep as a pet? Oh, that's such a good one. If you had a big enough garden or someone allowed you to use a park, I would go for something like a Diplodocus. I think it'd be just pretty cool. Right. Um, be pretty amazing, but you would need some space for that one. If you're going to go Predators, look, we've all seen Jurassic Park. We know how it ends. So let's not go silly and say I'm going to get a T-Rex. I'd go for a little, probably a Velociraptor. About the size of a chicken, slightly <laughs> aggy. I don't know. I think it'd be slightly fine. Slightly an Icosaurus, <laughs> slightly aggy. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes left. Fastos, anything? Why? Why did? Why? How did di dinosaurs get their names? You mentioned Argentinosaurus. So what's the saurus bit? And how come Argentina? Yeah. Well, yeah, there's Ankylosaurus, Argentinosaurus. Now, when we first started looking at dinosaurs, we assumed they were just big lizards. We thought they were reptiles. They're neither now. But saurus um, means lizard. So lots of the names no, means cute. Tyrannosaurus. So Tyrannosaurus Rex means tyrant lizard king. Um, and oh, you get to great. great, isn't it's it? It's like yeah. um, what three words? 
Yeah, well, that's it, pretty much. <laughs> Who lives there? Who lives there? Oh, I'm gonna look. Tyrant Lizard King. Tyrant Lizard King. I bet you live there, Ben. And if you don't, you need <laughs> to move it. to I where it to is. Move. You've got to live there. Anything. Um, you're talking about, you know, the different evolution. So you've got that giant prawn thing that was sounds quite scary, and then the dinosaurs, obviously quite frightening. Um, and now it seems like what we have is less threatening, or is that just our perception, or have has it? evolved over the time for less threatening species? No, I'd say we've got some quite threatening species out there right now. Um, right. I've been lucky enough to dive with tiger sharks and see polar bears in the wild and work with chimps, gorillas, lions. They're all quite threatening. But um, so, so I guess we just live in places <laughs> where they're not running around able to like, you know. Yeah, we control our environment like no other species. Had you and I gone back a couple of hundred years in the UK, you would have seen bears, wolves. I'm not saying they're terrifying animals, but they would have been a threat and yeah. we've coexisted with them as predators and prey we just control our environments so there's plenty of scary stuff out so there still. it's no less scary now than it was when dinosaurs existed absolutely yeah, yeah. that's cool you know it is really cool and like even in north america you know in the usa there's bears everywhere aren't there and they they have to cull all the these deer this is there's a strain of deer that just reproduce at a ridiculous rate and you've got to go and find them and hunt them down and the only way you can do it is with a high velocity rifle apparently yep. that's it's in the middle of nowhere in canada but maybe they're still there. Tyrant Lizard don't King. Think that's the middle of, I think that's the middle of everywhere. Yeah. I think it's just <laughs> making out that it's the middle of nowhere so we don't go and track it down. Bigfoot's there. Oh, um, you talk about you talk about us three hundred again three hundred and fifteen thousand years old. We we are given three things that other species haven't given. We're given memory, we're given uh, language, and we're given imagination. And um, that puts us aside from from other species. Please speak. I to don't that. know. I don't know. Goldfish. How long do goldfish remember things for, any of you? Seven seconds. Five seconds, seven seconds, six seconds. At least 21 years. 21 years. Yeah. What? There have been experiments showing that goldfish are Not able to recall. the ones from the fair. They don't live for 21 years. <laughs> yeah. They live for 21 days if you're lucky. <laughs> they make it home. They're doing well. Go on, tell us about that. There was some slightly unethical experimentation done in the 70s where you would give a little fish some food and you would give it a little red paddle, for example, and a tiny electric current would run through the water and every time it had that, it wouldn't go near that. Right. Then we stopped doing that and years later, the same research team or subsequent research teams and students saw the same fish, because they're quite long-lived if they looked after well, and just said, well, well, what happens if we put a red paddle near them? Years later, those same fish who are now granny and granddad goldfish still moved away from that little red paddle. Ben Garrett is talking out loud on the radio. He's great, isn't he? Well, I've taken a lot from this, but just the fact they live 21 years is quite... Oh, no, I don't, I don't believe that bit of him. Uh, it's the only thing he's ever said that I don't believe. But um, listen, I've got to be in Oxford for midday. Is yep. there anything you need dropping off? today yeah back in oxford no i'm all right thanks you sure yeah just go visit the museum though it's a nice place i haven't got time but i am going there if you need anything dropping back thank you i appreciate it you're welcome ben you're the best cheers you are literally the best ever you're one of my favorite guests in the whole wide world you're amazing ben garrett 21 uh, date uk tour if you haven't bought a ticket for you mad Uh, if you have money and you haven't bought a ticket for this then there's no point in having money you might as well give it all away to charity ben garrett.co.uk slash tour thank you very much love the 80s Then you'll love Virgin Radio 80s Plus. Love Chris Evans. Love the 80s. Over on Virgin Radio 80s Plus.